0: It's BMAS and Beamer, News Radio 930 WBEN.
1: Alright, welcome back to BMAS and Beamer, here with you for the next hour until 10 o'clock or so on WBEN. Brian Mazurowski here, and Joe Beamer is uh, back after taking a 420 off for, you know, reasons we won't get into, but uh, nice to have you back here, Joe. It's good to be back, Brian. Did you enjoy your 420 off?
2: I did, I that's did, and uh, if you missed any of it, we did talk about 420 and uh, legalizing weed. So that's on demand if you want to catch any of that from yesterday.
1: It's like uh, it reminds me of you know when uh, people say like, oh, you want your kids to stop doing something like you take it up because then it won't be cool anymore. You know, like your parents all of a sudden run Facebook, yeah, or <laughs> do yeah, anything yeah. like that. Yeah, I feel like that's what 420 was. Yeah, where it's cool. like all oh, Kathy Hochul's tweeting about 420, like it's not, it's, it's not cool it's anymore. Dead. You know, uh, it's basically dead. Someone actually called in with that
2: yesterday, and said that's what they're scared of. Is now, well, now the adults are talking about 420. Will kids move on to the next thing? <laughs> and I was saying, I hope not. I hope that's
1: not what what we no, were talking about. But it about isn't there. as cool anymore. It's not like, well, no. Did you see all the places? Know, teachers w- don't know what we're talking about.
2: Did you see all the places running 420 deals, like all the fast food restaurants? No. Oh, yeah. Grubhub had a 420 deal. The Slice app had a 420 deal. A lot of West Coast places like Del Taco, Jimmy John subs. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. That, uh, but, like, could you imagine that fifth when we were in school? I couldn't imagine places openly having. No, I was getting yeah. app alerts. Hey, you know, celebrate. Uh, don't get in the cars. Celebrate with us. 420. Yeah.
1: yeah. That would have been if we were in, like, the halls of school and I got. Well, and I had a computer pocket phone. That would be amazing as it is. But, like, (laughs) if uh, all of a sudden it popped up, like, check out our 420 deal, I'd be like, all right, I think they're in on it. (laughs) (laughs) The cat's out of the bag here. I'm glad you brought that up, though, Joe. Yesterday here I was talking about tipping. Yes. And somehow people are in distress over tipping. I'm, like, wondering why did it change. And I got a few of these comments yesterday. Uh, And usually I don't like to – You know, totally agree with the people who go, well, if you don't like it, then don't do it. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you get that attitude. But toward tipping, I feel, is a little bit different. You get the um, responses of it like, hey, if you don't like it, you don't like how it goes, then don't go out to eat. And I kind of generally say, well, yeah, because that's part of the deal. I mean, if you're not going to tip, you don't like tipping. Stay home
2: make your own. Yeah,
1: yeah. right. That, that should be the deal. And I thought about it in a way where that is me when it comes to ordering Uber, Eats, uh, you know, all these delivery, DoorDash, all these things. I don't do it because I don't want to pay the delivery fee and then exactly. tip and pay it more for something than I would if I just went and got it myself. Yeah. So I, it just came to me yesterday that that's exactly what I'm doing. For when it comes to delivery, you're using that logic. Yeah, I don't want to do it, so I don't do it.
2: Unfortunately, some people don't have that mindset, and they'll still order something for delivery and not tip, and then they wonder why did it take two hours for my Lloyd's taco to get here. Well, when a driver's only being offered two dollars and twenty five cents, they're not going to rush to get your order. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how? It, can you always see the tip, like when you well, put you it in order? You can see it, and then you can you can put together the base pay, your mileage. And anything after that, if there's not a peak pay, after that would be your tip. So if I'm going four miles and I see $2 on my screen, that's getting declined. And so when you yeah. go to a place like a Chipotle that has the orders laying out, if you see a, a, a lot of deliveries laying out and they've been there for an hour or so, they didn't tip.
1: Okay. So now I know. Now yeah. I,
2: I get it. If you want your food to get there on time, hey, leave a $5 tip because $5 plus the base and the peak pay – the driver's probably getting close to 10. They're going to rush to get your order.
1: There you go. That's inside inside delivery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From uh, Joe Beamer. Um, things are confusing uh, enough, Joe. Oh, yes. But this uh, mask on planes, I mean, took another turn yesterday where now New York comes out and says that we are going to do the mask mandate on planes. Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul here yesterday.
0: Let's just be smart about it. Yeah.
1: Let's just be smart about it. So Wait. this is the plan. Um, you're going to ride to the airport. I've said this like 13 times. It's never not funny to me. This is this is how we're going to do it now, Joe. This is Let's be smart about it. you know, right. ride to the airport in an Uber, no mask. Right. Walk into the airport. You have to put your mask on. You go through TSA. TSA is the one who said, you know, I mean, they're done with enforcing the rules. You actually might be able to walk through TSA without a mask. Uh, But let's just say you keep it on. You do have to take it off so they can look at your face, make sure you're not, you know, like, I don't know. Yes. Who, Alec Baldwin getting on a plane after he was thrown out of, uh, you know, the Words with Friends thing. Right. Not the other thing. Right, of course. (laughs) Um, And then you walk on, you put your mask back on and you walk through. But, you know, you sit at, instead of sitting in the one seat, you sit at the seat next to it near a bar or the anchor bar at the airport or something else so that you don't have to wear your mask. Right. And then you put it back on to walk and line up at the gate. And then as soon as you hit the tunnel and hit the plane, you can take the mask off. That's right. And then depending on whether you land, um, Seattle, don't worry about it. Vancouver, you know, like a mile uh, north. You have to put the mask back on. Right.
2: And hopefully you don't have a, uh, a connection in New York and Philadelphia where the mask would have to go back on. Yeah. I. Uh, so let's be smart about it. That's but, uh, the governor. But like you told me, because this morning I, I was saying to you. You know, what if I'm flying up from Miami? I didn't put a mask in my pocket. And you said, yeah,
1: just walking to the airport. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, really. I I wouldn't stress about it too much.
0: Let's just be smart about it. I, mean, I think people do feel better when they're in public transit, sitting really close to somebody, uh, to know that people are, are protecting themselves. And again, this is very much in the short term.
1: And that's uh, the governor yesterday again, uh, the full quote. I, I think a lot of this is, right, it's I think people feel better. Well, since when do we make big policy on... Well, it might make somebody feel better. you know. Yeah. Right? If this is truly a public health thing anymore, we're not talking about making people feel better. We're talking about making it work. And it certainly doesn't work in that scenario that we just laid out. Mask on, mask off, mask on, mask off. And, you know, here's the thing, though. I, and I'm surprised this wasn't brought up in this court case. If the CDC wanted this mask mandate in court, maybe they should have been... You know, because at this point it's clear that not all masks work. Yes. We've been told that again and again. Maybe they should. It should be an N95 mandate, and then you'd have a good leg to stand on, saying, "Okay, right, we have the mask that works. You have to wear this." Uh, but instead, they just say, "Well, wear you know whatever you want to, to make the other person feel good, to make people feel good." According to the governor. Well, and like you said, I mean, here's the thing. Why did it take
2: the CDC two days to say, oh, we're going to challenge that court ruling? If masking was that so important on airplanes, on public transit, it would have been within less than 24 hours. Instead, it took almost two days to say, no, we're going to appeal that. And, and you know, Brian, like I always say, hey, you want to wear a mask? You just said it. Wear an N95 mask. Protect yourself. But don't tell me what to do. And, and, and really, these people on Twitter, have you been on an airplane the last year? Because the the, the no. couple of flights I've been on. Um, Let me tell you. You walk to the bathroom after the cart comes through. People don't have their mask on. They're they're nibbling on their
1: pretzel and sipping their drink. I wish that's how this ended, right? Like I wish somebody in uh, at the CDC or at you know in in the Biden administration got on like a commercial flight, and then you know saw the pretzels being handed out, and everyone took their mask off, and were eating and drip uh, drinking, and like looked around and said. Wait a second. <laughs> Hank, have you been doing this for a while now? What? Uh, we might have to drop this. I, that's how I wish it ended. I mean, because that would be the funny way for it to not like through the courts and then it's fought again and again. But, you know, it, j- it just goes. None of it has made sense to a lot of people for a long time. No, It's and been confusing for a long time. If your public health measure doesn't have a relationship with what people think is a reasonable sensible thing then people aren't going to do it and then they're not going to listen to really important ones later on right and then you have a problem on your hands but no one seems to have figured that out yet i don't i don't quite understand in two years how can you not i always say
2: this brian how could you not read the room in in two years and and really just get the the pulse of, of most people in the nation hey there are people out there immunocompromised. Guess what? They've got the best mask they can find on their face. You know what I mean? Well, they're in their own room.
1: That's the problem. <laughs> like they're, they're in and their, they're on their own planes. The, the Albany room. They're yeah. on their own planes. Yep. The, they're not with us. Right. No. I mean, that's that's the problem.
2: They're not live. They are so removed from
1: everyday life that you and I live. Um, and you know what? I'm beginning to think, Joe, that so are the people who are have been advocating for the metro rail expansion. Uh oh. Who are, uh, you know, they are with us. And they're riding the same public transit that we do. Yes. And they see the same problems that we do. But somewhere, something gets lost where, (laughs) I I don't know, where they believe that we can just have this big pie-in-the-sky idea. It's been talked about for forever. Ever, yeah. It's never been done. And yet still you talk to people and they believe, well, no, now is different. Now is the time that we're going to have an expansion of the Metro Rail. And not just an expansion of the Metro Rail uh, over to Amherst. But then we're going to have an expansion to the east side and to the airport. And then we're going to do this and that. And they talk about it in a way where, Joe, I think people really believe it. I want to believe it because
2: I, I, I do want to see the the, the train expanded, um, I mean further than just North Campus. But Brian, at 33 years old and hearing these promises for the last two decades, um, you know, I, I, in, until I see tracks, actually until I see the project completed because can, can we get to a point now where we can say even when something started it, it doesn't get finished? I would say until I see trains going to the North Campus, I, you know, hey, it's a great idea. It's not going to happen. I, I mean, it was supposed to happen before the, the pandemic. It, nothing. You know, I mean, when the train was first put on, that was just the beginning of it. It was going to go to the South Towns and to the airport. That never happened. Why would this happen?
1: Joe, I'm, I've am i come around again on this to where I think I was with you originally. I You know... Hey, it's a great idea. Do I think it's really going to happen? No. And even listen to these people. We had uh, the representative on for Citizens for Regional Transit. They ran another meeting yesterday showcasing the plans, looking for their steps forward. And he said, all right, you know, I I really think that by 2030, (laughs) you know, this could be and that's everything moving smoothly. That's with all the studies being uh, completed at a good time, everyone agreeing on something and construction going on without a hitch. That's. Four years after the Bills are playing in their new stadium, yeah. they think that uh, the Metro Rail can be rode uh, the stadium, all the way to Amherst. The stadium that hasn't broken ground yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that seems like pie in the sky to me. Um, so, I mean, that that's best case scenario. So what is it really, like 2035? You know, I don't know. But I, I would have thought, okay, it's a great idea. I don't think it's actually going to happen. It would be great if it ever does. Joe, I'm all the way around on this, and I'm back to thinking – You know, I don't think it is a good idea. Okay. I just don't see the need for it anymore. Now, when would I have thought this was a great idea? When I was in high school, I would have thought this was a great idea. When I was within a very short bike ride to the UB campus and could ride up, uh, just ride down Sweet Home Road, and hop on the train and go all the way downtown without having to go on a bus and connect at UB South and do all these other things, I would have thought, yes, this is a great idea. But now I'm a little bit older, and like a lot of people around Western New York, I have a car, and I say, you know what? Instead of spending all this money on more studies and then another study, and then the, I don't even know what it would cost, the, the, Three studies will figure that out. I don't even know what the cost would be to make this expansion to the airport, much less to Amherst. You know, the dual expansion, what, 20 times larger than what we already have? Uh, For what? I mean, I look at the rail now. You're on the metro rail. How many people, now that Thursday in the Square is shut down... (laughs) Outside of a Sabres game night, and this past year it hasn't even been that. No. How many people are really riding that rail? But is that because. What if
2: the rail went further? I mean, I think you would have more people if you expanded the Metro Rail so it included more than just. You'd
1: have more, but would you have. That many more? Would you? Well, as if you lived in Amherst and worked downtown. Yes. And you, right now, you uh, say you live even right by UB. You live somewhere in that community. Okay. You live in the Willow Ridge area. And you, right now, get in your car and you go down the boulevard. You hop on the 290. You take the 190 downtown. You go downtown, yes. Yeah, it takes you about 15, 17 minutes to get there and you drive to work every day and maybe you have to pay something for parking on a yearly basis Um, but you know that's your commute that you're used to are you really say it magically appeared tomorrow this brand new uh, train are you really going to switch your commute to now driving over to the train station a few quick minutes making sure you're there at the train on time and then riding in all the way downtown. And now you're downtown, by the way, without a car. Yes. So you're relying on the train to take you all the way back. So if something comes up, you don't have anything to, you know, immediately, boom, go right back or, or right to where you need to. You have to take the train to your car and then to wherever you have to go. Are, are you really giving up your commute for this different style of commute? Well, I...
2: See, for me, my, my mom for decades took the train to downtown to work. So I, I always thought that was the normal thing because growing up, that's what my mom would do. I got to keep the uh, the car and my mom would take the train uh, to work and back. So I, I know of people that do it. If you live to next to the station now and don't do it, you might not. But if a station appeared within reasonable driving distance you might say hey instead of paying you know the $60 a month to park my car or whatever much it is to park the car maybe i'll just get on the train i can read a book or train's not free either by the way it's it's not $10 a day not no. 5 or $10 a day is what i'm saying you can get a uh, train pass for 30 40 bucks it's cheaper than any lot downtown will it, will it happen probably not I'm saying, if it was expanded, you might have more people on that train, especially students at, no, at the UB North Campus. However, I do think this is—I I do think this is a, a, a waste of time because I don't think anything will ever happen.
1: I, uh, again, you will have more people riding the train, yes, for sure. I, I mean, if you build it out there, you build it where it isn't. I mean, just by nature, more people will be there riding the train. Okay. However, I look at this. And I okay. Why are you building the train? There's two things that can think um, right uh, to me. Is all right. You're building it, and your main uh, the main people that you're servicing are going to be now UB students who will live on the north campus, but do all of their work down on the medical campus, And, and now they'll be able to you know live there and work there and take the train there. Okay, and UB students who live on the north campus who want to go downtown and drink on the weekends. Yeah, but is it worth it to spend what billions of dollars by the time we're all said and done to expand uh, uh basically make the world's nicest drunk bus? If 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 people actually ride it, right, and,
2: and paying customers will actually ride it, I, I do think it's it, 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 I do think it's a
1: good idea. However, Brian, I, will I just also- don't. I I, I want to know. By the way, how do we figure out if people will ride it? Maybe you can call us at 803 you? Do you think it is a good idea? Let us know. Because I lived in that area for a long time. And I was never asked anything about a Metro Rail and if I would ride it or not. Or if I thought it was a good idea. So I'd like to know where they're getting information from. It's like every poll that comes out. Oh, nationwide poll of 900 people. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, we might have 900 people in this office building now. Um, Oof, I <laughs> you know, don't know about no, that, but you what? Know, I, I, I'd like to know how you figure that out if people will actually ride it. But I, I will also say this,
2: and I talked about this when it was first announced before the pandemic, uh, when they were going to do the five million dollar environmental study of Niagara Falls Boulevard. Which I'd like to see what happened. Um, yeah, I said I think because they have taken so long to expand something that was supposed to happen, you know, in stages. People are set in their ways, Brian, and I think that's something you're illustrating. People are set in their ways of, I'm getting in my car and going to work. I'm getting in my car and doing this. And it will be difficult to get a lot of people out of their routine, speaking as someone who is very much set in their daily routine. So I get your point, and that's why I I, I think the the delay has been such an issue. I do think people will use it. But I also think that you, over decades, have people that are setting their routine, and it's going to take a lot to get them out
1: of that routine. I don't think it's just about a routine. I just, you you would have to be saving a ton of money over the course of a year, like a lot of money, for me to say, no, I'm giving up having my car at work. If I live 15 minutes away from work, I to for me to say, all right, I believe that this is going to be reliable enough, that I'm going to have the freedom to move enough to just not drive into the city anymore. You would have to be saving me a ton of money. Good idea, bad idea, will it ever happen? With the Metro Rail expansion, BeamAz and Beamer on WBEN.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Mm-hmm
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crownland Port, Chicago, Illinois
0: It's BMAS and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN.
1: Back here on BMAS and Beamer. Thanks for hanging out with us on a nice little Thursday here. We're talking about the Metro Rail expansion. And, you know, whether or not it will happen, that's one question. Whether or not it's a good idea, I think it's another question. Joe, it's one that you and I used to agree on that, you know, say, hey, you know, it's a good idea. Expand the metro rail everywhere. Uh, and I've soured on that oh, in yes. uh, the past few years. Yes, I have soured on thinking it will ever happen.
2: Unfortunately, I do think a lot of people are set in their ways. I do think that plays in uh, into it. And again, it, it it would take time for people to get used to it. Wait, I can take the train instead of, uh, instead of driving, especially if you expanded it even further than the North campus, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, I think it would be a good idea. I just don't think it's going to happen.
1: Eight hundred three hundred nine thirty. What do you think? Alan is in Amherst and uh, calling in with a thought on this. Alan, uh, what do you think? Expansion. Good idea. Bad idea.
2: Uh, it's, I think it's a bad idea for a variety of reasons. Number one, fewer people are working in offices today than there have been in the past. A lot of people are working out of their homes. So you've got fewer people, I'm sure, going downtown to these big buildings. Number two, when you hear about uh, being attacked on a subway system, uh, where do you go? I mean, if it was me, uh, I don't want to be in a tube where a guy next door to me or next to me whips out a knife and starts going after me, and uh, the other thing is, I don't want to be in a tube either, with a whole bunch of people who are breathing all over me, and they're spreading their virus on me.
1: All right. Well, okay. That's uh, a couple reasons. I one, I, I think you were on the right track, Alan. Thanks for the call. Then you you lost me a little. I don't bit. think Alan wants to leave us home. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, I. I Somebody texted in on our Volkswagen Park text board eight zero three zero nine thirty about uh, you know hey your uh, offices are pretty close to UB you could have people taking the Metro Rail to work and I, I you know I'm thinking about this and this kind of goes into my reasoning of why I don't really think it's a great idea anymore is because I don't think a single person here would take the Metro Rail to the office that that means you would have to. Uh, live somewhere near another Metro Rail stop. So So, somewhere along the, the, whether you live by UB South, whether you lived downtown. downtown. Um, You know, I don't know where everyone lives here, but you'd have to live somewhere near there. I don't know who works here anymore. You'd go, it's true. (laughs) Um, You you would, you know, then have to make your way to the train, which, I mean, it's not like, again, it's not like living in New York City where every corner you turn there's an entrance to the subway it's not going to be like that you're still going to have to make your way to the train it's going to take some method you're going to bus probably a lengthy walk a bike ride something like that to get to the train then ride all the way over here and then okay so it ends up at ub south or ub north i mean we're very close but are we close in the way that okay i'm gonna spring up at ub north And then, what, walk across this bridge on uh, Maple and go to work? You're going to have to catch another bus to go there. I mean, when you start adding the steps, I think most people just go, well, I'll just drive like I always have.
2: Yeah, and please don't walk on that. Too many people walk on that bridge at 4 in the morning. And I, I, there's no sidewalk
1: there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah again, there's no sidewalk on the bridge. So if you did that, you'd have to put a sidewalk on the bridge too.
2: But I also think if you expand the rail to UB North, it's not just going to go from UB South to UB North. You'll have stops
1: along the I way. I don't think it will. Well, then I'm I'm completely souring <laughs> on this project. <laughs> I I think it's you know pretty much An a straight rail? shot, except for maybe a few stops when it goes above ground. That's the plan somewhere along Niagara Falls Boulevard. Oh, so. I mean, you do. You might have a couple other ones, right? But not the AMC stop, because then you could very easily walk right here into into work. I just don't. I don't see a lot of people in Western New York. I mean, it's a, for better or worse, it is a town that you generally need a car to be able to move around in, and yeah. you can use public transport. It's better if you're, it's better the closer you are to the city, obviously, and then you get a little further out, and it's still, I mean, there's still an option, but your commute becomes much longer, much more complicated, and you run into a whole host of problems. But
2: for some people, Brian, yes, I understand, some people might have to drive to the station or, uh, yes, it's not going to be perfect for everyone, but this will make it, a little less complicated for more people if you expand it instead of having to take a bus to a bus to a train. You get, do you understand? Uh, that, that's what I see. But again, I agree, I do agree with you that a lot of people are going to look at this as I'm just going to get my car. I can control when I what I do. I can have my car there if something comes up. I get that line of thinking. I mean, I drive everywhere. I get that line of thinking. I I, I think if we had a system. That was more than just a line into downtown Buffalo. You'd have more. You'd have more people take it, and I think more people would open up to the idea of it. But as it stands right now, no, it, it's not going
1: to be the most popular thing. Some people chiming in on the Volkswagen Vorteck Park Expo. If you work downtown, it saves a whole lot of money by not having to pay for parking. Uh, one person says seventy-five dollars a month to park, which seems seems low. I, that seems very high to me, Ooh. mostly because I never pay to park downtown. And also, oh, look at you. that would be, I mean, and this is just kind of speaking now, like that would kind of be like a condition of employment, right? Like, hey, uh, what are we doing about parking? Are you paying for my spot? <laughs> I mean, uh, it depends on what job you have, obviously. But uh, listen, if I'm going to come downtown and work here every day, uh, you have a parking space for me or are you going to reimburse me? Um, you know, I mean, that would become part of your talk with whoever your employer is. Again, not every job is the same, and you wouldn't be able to do that for every job. But that's kind of where, I, if you're, if it's something you're going to every single day, which I'd imagine seventy-five dollars a month, that would be the case. Uh, that's what I'd be doing there. So I, I just don't anticipate saving the amount of money for the freedom to be able to move. Joe, you brought up if something comes up. I, I can't imagine being a parent. In western New York and having to rely on our transportation system uh, of getting on, again, a bus, a subway, another bus just to get back to my car every day. That just wouldn't fly for me. I mean, something comes up. All right, you got to go. I mean, let's get out of here.
2: No, I... Yeah, I mean, I think that that would come up for some people. If you know you have something that day, maybe you bring the card down. Again, I think that what you're saying is how a lot of people in Western New York, just the way things are, that's how a lot of
1: people in Western New York um, think right now. And it's tough for me not to right now look at everything through the lens of, you know, that Bill Stadium money, right? right? Because there's such a public outcry about – money, uh, $600 million in state money, or, or the county's investment into what a new Bills stadium would be. Tell them, are there more Bills fans in western New York or public transportation riders in western New York? You know, how many people with this service, because this would be a much more expensive project to be built out the way that people would want it to be built out than building a new stadium. I mean, as we mentioned, this New stadium, big, expensive. I mean, it's going to be the largest construction project in Western New York history. Yep. Uh, but it's still going to be done in about four years. I mean, here we're talking, oh, we've got it all figured out. Best case scenario, it's done eight years from now. I mean, this is a long, extensive, very complicated project that I don't think is going to benefit. Again, I said it last segment, and I I haven't really heard anything that would make me believe otherwise that it's just going to be the world's most expensive drunk bus. It's built to take people from UB North to UB South during the week, and people who live at UB North downtown to get drunk on the weekends. And aside from that, I don't see where the big usage is. I, I struggle to see the demand in this. Now, you know, that's we're talking about the Amherst expansion because that's what gets talked about the most. I, then I, here's the airport idea, yep. which seems like, okay, that's a little bit more reasonable, right? Um, you, you want people landing at the airport to be able to hop on a train and make their way downtown. But again, then you have this, so uh, what do you do now? If you're from out of town, you land at the airport and you're staying downtown. You get a cab or an Uber and it takes you to wherever so you're staying downtown, and um, you know I don't know you're, you're anywhere downtown. So now what? You're gonna take the train to one of the stops downtown. You're probably depending on where you're staying. You're probably still gonna need that cab or Uber hmm. to take you the last mile. I don't I don't see a lot of people on business or, or with a suitcase walking around downtown to get. Okay, my train stopped here. Yeah, a somewhere lot of on hotels downtown are right on the line. A lot of them are, a lot of them aren't, right? That's, I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I think. I, you stay at the Marriott here in Amherst. Okay, well, the train will uh, We'll get this dual expansion going, and we'll take the train all the way from the airport to whatever connecting hub there is out to UB South. And then what? You're going to walk across uh, Maple Road? I will say this about the drunk bus uh, idea. You know, as someone who
2: went to school right on the uh, on the Metro line, let me tell you, that does come in handy
1: if you're right on the line and you want to get downtown. Oh, it's great. I mean, I lived on Delaware in right. the city of Tonawanda. The Delaware bus it goes up and down Delaware at 25 or whatever it is. You hop on there and you can go downtown. It's only like 2 bucks and it takes you right down Delaware uh, right into the center of downtown wherever you want to go and it's great. I mean, it only runs so late, so you have to figure out how you're going to well, get back. That's your problem or, with, the, with the rail. <laughs> out if, early. if it expands, it has to go later than 1230. It has to be 20 to make it worthwhile. It would have to run all the time. But here we are. We're cutting bus routes in large part because people aren't using them. While at the same time, talking about a much more expensive option to go all throughout western New York that I just don't see people riding. I People will ride it. You'll get people in Amherst riding the train down to a Sabres game just the way you do now, just instead of parking at UB South, they'll park at UB North. So you'll get ridership for events like that, but I don't see it having the daily impact in western New York. As one person texting in puts it, you're talking about a cultural change um, that is not going to happen. I don't think that that happens in the amount of time to make it worth it. It's not gonna happen overnight where people are all of a sudden going to adopt this. And I frankly don't think it happens within a time period, soon enough after completion of this, which again, if it does actually happen, which I don't see it happening, I don't see that cultural change happening soon enough to make it worthwhile.
2: No, I mean, and you also are talking about a city that's not really, or an area that's not really gaining population. You know
1: I mean it's it we're shrinking well, more it is. than we're gaining. No, it, it gained population in the last census. We are not gaining population. We're gaining in the amount of people who want to go downtown. There's more people working downtown in Buffalo. I mean, the all these trends are pointing in the direction of like okay, we can build something here. Just too many closed-minded people. I don't think it's being closed-minded. I oh, just I, think it's it's the it's the factual <laughs> nature of it. Okay. I don't I, I don't think it's being closed-minded to look at the options and say you're not being closed-minded if you're looking at this saying okay well now i'm working downtown there's more jobs downtown i live up here in amherst or you know somewhere in the in the general area it's not closed-minded to look at the situation lay it out on paper and say yeah i would still rather drive my car into work than go through the steps to ride the rail down into the city which i think most people would do that's not being closed-minded that's looking at your options on paper, what i have already and what and again, this is you like to make the we're talking about work here. But a big thing with New York City and the subway system and a lot of these places that have mass public, uh, you know, transit systems that work really well is they don't have cars in the first place. So they're not faced with the option. And then they have to take uh, public transit. people here aren't giving up their cars because you're not right. just traveling to work, you're going wherever else and you're not going to be beholden to our system the way it's set up to go to wherever you want to travel if you've been used to a car. It's just not it's not an equal trade-off at all. So I can't say I don't think it's being closed-minded. It's just people looking at the situation saying, "Yeah, Western New York is a car city. Uh, it's a driver city." And I live in you know, I'll speak for myself. I live in North Tonawanda. I have friends in Hamburg. So I'm driving. I am driving. There's no amount of public transportation that's going to pop up in the next 5 years to change the fact that I'm taking a car wherever I go. What's well, the problem? It's not popping up in 5 years. Well, I mean, <laughs> in any amount of time. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just not going to happen. I don't know. I think with with rising costs, like if I'm
2: paying $30 to park for 2 hours in downtown Buffalo, uh I might I might be looking at other options. I, I do think if, if we're going to continue to have...
1: And I think if, you, if you're if you doing that,
2: you're crazy. Well, I'm looking at lots right now. Pay to park lot 25, $15 an hour. Pay to park lot 23, $10 for your first two hours. That's actually a pretty good deal. And so I think as prices go up in the city, you do have people that are looking at other things if the, if the option's there. But I think this is a, mo- a moot point, and we can look back at this and laugh because it's just never going to happen. Which is the sad reality of the
1: conversation, right?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's more reality of the 990 actually going to Lockport than the metro. And more people would use that than the metro rail getting expanded.
1: Now, there's an idea. Because more people would use that, I think. you're. I think you're <laughs> well, 100% that's, right. That's where it was supposed to go. Uh, the <laughs> 990, continuing where it's going, uh, better infrastructure on what we do have, fixing the roads and bridges we do have. Uh, Maybe creating new entry and exit points for what we do have. Yeah. Hey, hey, how about take this money that we're going to spend on studying and looking at the Metro Rail expansion? How about, what if we take this money and say, okay, what's this going to cost us? What's a, I don't know, pull a figure out. Say it's a billion dollars. I don't know. That seems conservative for such a big project. Going underground, digging a tunnel and then popping it up above and reconfiguring Niagara Falls Boulevard that was, by the way, just reconfigured to make it safer for pedestrians. Now we're going to put a train on there. Um, so all this money, oh, $2 billion. We're, we're going to scrap this project. Okay, toll-free zone on the throughway. if you're going from Williamsville uh, to wherever, to, uh, to La- you're going out to Hamburg. Instead of, uh, uh, you know, charging in nickels and dimes to go from one place to another in western New York on the 90. How about toll-free zone until we reach a billion dollars? Because that's what we save by not going forward with this project. And we'll put it back in your pockets this way, by not charging anybody tolls until we make up a billion dollars in 20-cent tolls
2: it's more likely the train will happen than, than they'll suspend the tolls. But the 990, I will agree with you that more people would use the 990 if it was expanded uh, than use the Metro if it was expanded. I, I will say that because the 990 now is kind of a joke.
1: Except you can go 65 on it, which is nice. Oh, yeah. How often do you forget to go 65 when you merge on the 990? Well, I'm asking the forget wrong person. Forget to go 65? You're already is, there. The question is, when do you
2: forget to slow down when you go on the 290?
1: <laughs> I am asking the wrong person, I realized, when I turned my head to uh, show you that question. Oh, my goodness. I, uh, you know, and look, this isn't about, uh, you know, making money or losing money once a system is up. You know, someone chiming in public transit's always been negative. It's a service, right? It's a... For in large part, it is a public service, and that's how you look at it like a library or the fire department or anything else. But the cost of putting that in place does have to be worth it, yes. Yeah, um, you know, once something's up and running, it is a service, I believe that. But the cost to put that in place, I uh, I just don't see it ever really being worth it here in West for
2: Denver. all the construction and disruptions that are going on. It is reasonable to look at. What are we getting out of it yeah. at the end, Joe? Then again, sixteen-year-old me would have loved it. That's right. <laughs> Apparently, sixteen-year-olds in uh, Amherst get SUVs when they turn sixteen. Well, what
1: yeah. the hell was wrong with me? What was going on? <laughs> hey, no, I saw you running around. It's a PT Cruiser, not an SUV, Joe. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was when I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back here tomorrow. Beeman and Beamer on WBEN.